Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Today is Thursday, May 26th, 2022. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Great day to tune into our show today. We're talking about real estate, real estate for investors, and the great things to do in northern Nevada when you buy your home. Many of our residents are new to our state, coming from all across the country, and they want to know, what are some of the cool things to do when you come to northern Nevada? Well, the timing is perfect because right around the corner in June, it's the Reno Rodeo. Today on our show, our guest is Kylie Hill. She's the 2022 Rodeo Queen. We'll be back to talk with her and more after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company, equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274, NV Banker number 1076, NV Broker number 1141, Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045, telephone number 775-453-0345, located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200, Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval, terms and conditions may apply, subject to change without notice. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for being with us today. A lot of things happening in the mortgage world, in the real estate world. It's still not easy to buy a home in northern Nevada, but the desire, it seems to get even bigger and bigger every year because we have been discovered as a great place to live and a great place to enjoy living because of the outstanding events that we have. I've talked about the Bee Conference that I attend every year. Of course, we have Art Town all throughout the summer. But the big thing coming up in June is the Reno Rodeo. It started way back. 1919 was the year, and it continues to be bigger and better every year. The event is coming up June 16 through 25, and as we get closer and closer, the participants and everybody involved with the rodeo has more demands on their time. So we're lucky today to have with us in the studio the 2022 Queen of the Reno Rodeo, Miss Reno Rodeo, Kylie Hill. Welcome to our show, Kylie. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm happy that you're here, too. Are you a lifelong resident of Northern Nevada? I was born and raised in Reno, and I'm never leaving. Very nice. Well, you were talking about 
promoting not only the rodeo, but the Western way of life. Tell me yes. about that. Well, the Western way of life is something that is vital to rodeo. And rodeo started way back when, and it's just very important for us to get the word out about the Western way of life because a lot of people don't quite know what goes on mm-hmm. and how hard these cowboys and the cowgirls work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. I grew up on a farm in Colorado, and horses were a part of our world, but in my world, that part of it, mostly cows. <laughs> I guess that's where the cowboy and the cowgirl part come in. But, you know, when you live in a rural area, horses are not just fun to have and enjoyable. They really are important and a necessity for the way of life. My grandfather used to farm his property, and he did not have a tractor in his farm at all. He just had horses and mules, mm-hmm. and they pulled the plows, the wagons, everything. Horses really made America what it is, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And when you do own your own horse, you create a bond with that horse. Mm-hmm. And they're so amazing for your mental health, too. Yeah, you know, I've, of course, the, the, the Horse Whisperer movie, people talk about that. But everybody that I talk to that owns horses, Kylie, they talk about that relationship that they mm-hmm. have with their horses. And when I interact with people around their horses, and I've, I've been around horses quite a bit this year, it seems like, I really see the connection that eyes, when a horse looks at the owner in the eyes, it's like like a family. It's almost like they're communicating, isn't it? It is. And it's really neat. When I ride my horse, I can feel what he's doing. I know what he's thinking because I'm just so bonded to him. I've known him for a very long time. But another reason why I want to promote the Western way of life is because we have a lot of children in our community who've never seen livestock before or maybe even seen livestock in person. Mm Mm-hmm. So I actually have a miniature cow named Sully from Monsters, Inc. that I take with me almost everywhere I go. So little kids can go up and pet him and feel how fluffy he is and just learn to love livestock. Nice. So it's a miniature cow? Yes. It's not a calf. It's not a baby cow. It's a cow, but it's miniature size. Yes, and he's extremely fluffy. And you said he was from where? Well, I actually bought him from a breeder. Uh-huh. So I've had him shipped in here just uh-huh. for this purpose. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, the kids love the animals. And then when you've got animals, especially a cow that's the size of a young child, mm-hmm. well, that, that's like made in heaven, isn't it? <laughs> yes, he's kind of like my big dog. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And, you know, it's funny how sometimes kids can be a little bit shy. Maybe they're a little bit uh, hesitant to talk to others. Uh, you know, they're they're just... They just don't want to really get out and about. But when you get the right animal, they can really relate because the animals, they especially horses and cows, they, they depend on people. And, and they're much more likely to be uh, attentive or emotional themselves around a person that they love. And who wouldn't love being around little kids? I love being around little kids. <laughs> when I go to the Reno Roadie, and I go practically every year, of course, I love the mutton busting because that's mm-hmm. when I get to see the kids in action. Are we going to be seeing some of that again at this year's 2022 Reno Rodeo? Oh, absolutely. And we even have the Reno Rodeo Kids Day. Kids Day. Have you heard of Kids Day? Well, you know, I did not know. If I think of Kids Day, I think there's a bunch of goats out there. <laughs> there's surprisingly <laughs> not going to be any goats, but there will be a lot of sheep. Uh-huh. So the Reno Rodeo Kids Day happens at 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. at the Reno Rodeo on Father's Day. Oh, how nice. 
We're going to have mutton busting. We'll have horses for the kids to ride, mm -hmm. face painting, tons of things for them to do. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm looking at the website right now. It's a great website, renorodeo.com. It's got all the information, but you can just see the great video that they took at the stadium and from the air. All sorts of fantastic events. There's a carnival as well with the Reno Rodeo. So it's really, in many ways, the biggest local event of the year here in northern Nevada, complete with fireworks at night. But I absolutely love watching the Cowboys, Kylie, that come in from all across the country, probably other parts of the world, to compete in this outstanding rodeo. It is known, is it not, as the wildest richest rodeo in the west oh absolutely and i love that slogan the wildest richest rodeo in the west because it explains the arena rodeo just perfectly oh yeah. and this year we actually have some new events coming in such as the miniature bull riding miniature bull riding yes wow that would be something uh, do the kids ride the miniature bulls? They do. Really? We have kids that hop on bulls. Oh, wow. And how do you get, what makes a miniature bull or a miniature cow? How is it that you get there? Does it, does it take special breeding? Or is it just that every once in a million births, you get a miniature? For my miniature cow, he was actually bred to be miniature. Okay. For these miniature bulls, I actually don't know a lot of information about them, but I'm guessing it has to be some sort of the same process. Yeah. It's it's really fascinating for me because, of course, probably you ask 9 out of 10 people that go to the rodeo, what's your favorite event? The bull riding. Because it looks absolutely impossible to do. Even if they tied me on with chains, I'd probably fly off of those bulls. It is an amazing thing to see. The wildest, richest rodeo in the West is celebrating 103 years of Wild West family fun. It's a 10-day rodeo, and this year it's been stretched to 11 with the addition of the kickoff concert sponsored by, who else? K-Bull Radio. <laughs> That's yes. K-B-U-L. Reno Rodeo is a PRC-sanctioned uh, sporting event, and it's a nonprofit organization made up over 900 volunteers. That's a lot of people in our community that get involved. That's another great part about Reno is we just love having the community come together. And yeah. with the Reno Rodeo, it's solely run by volunteers. It's very very neat. Now, a lot of the money raised at the Reno Rodeo, it goes to some really outstanding functions and organizations here in northern Nevada. Can you tell us anything about that? One of the organizations that Reno gives back to is with the kids. We have Team 355, which is a year-round committee of the Reno Rodeo who gives back to kids in our community. So we have events such as the Denim Drive. The Denim Drive, yeah, yeah, yeah very. Know a lot about that. Yes. So the Reno Rodeo is just really amazing. We have over 50 committees who are able to put this Reno Rodeo together and give back to the community. You know, it seems like with 900 volunteers um, that it would be hard to manage that. Um, a lot of complexities, a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving animals. I mean, there's just so much that uh, has to be done to make a successful event. Of course, after 103 years, you're pretty sure you got it down right. <laughs> they have it pretty perfected. So this will be the fifth year the Reno Rodeo Museum will be open during the rodeo. So the museum, is it there at the fairgrounds as well? Yes. And uh, there's a... a some, a lot of great photos here that I'm looking at at the website. And um, 
you see all the way back those 103 years all the different um, elements that were used the different kinds of saddles the different kinds of clothing and let's talk about clothing every time i go to the reno rodeo my wife spends a lot of money uh, not so much at the carnival or at the food locations but there's so many cool things and cool displays of hats and vests and and boots and all kinds of things uh, that's got to be a big part of the reno rodeo draw yes the r r marketplace is huge we have shopping inside the indoor arena and outside mm-hmm. and we have vendors coming over coming here from all over the united states oh yeah and uh then we talk about the food you know there's there's some great food and uh libations at the event and uh it's all part of the carnival atmosphere that the kids can really enjoy adults too in addition to the rodeo that's right there at the reno fairgrounds that's where the nevada state fair used to take place for many years and uh, to me, when I go to the Reno Rodeo, it's that same feeling, like this is where it's all happening. Uh, I don't know that there's a big rodeo like this in any other part of the state. Reno really is known for the Reno Rodeo, and I'm just so excited about everything that's happening there. The, um, the event applications, everything that I see going on with the Reno Rodeo, you have a lot of things in addition to the rodeo itself, you've got uh, the businessman steer decorating. I like that part. Uh, cowboy truck show, a drill team competition, flag team. Uh, there's a golf tournament that's associated with the Reno Rodeo for 2022 as well. And there are um, people that are already getting ready for the 2023 rodeo, and that would be the Miss Reno Rodeo contestants. Tell us a little bit about that, how that works. To actually become Miss Reno Rodeo, there is a pageant process, mm-hmm. sort of like a beauty pageant, but adding horses and knowledge into the mix. Uh-huh. So as this pageant goes on, what you have to do is it, it's a two to three day pageant. And for the horsemanship portion, you have to know how to ride as Miss Reno Rodeo. I travel throughout the United States to different rodeos and have to hop on any horse that they have for me. Uh-huh. So I really have to be a great equestrian lady. And during the horsemanship, they actually had me hop on three random horses I did not know and asked me to perform a reigning patterns, flag runs, queen runs, anything that they would ask, uh-huh. plus a horsemanship interview. So wow. I would have to know the parts of the horse, know what the horse needs to eat and everything else that goes into the mix. Mm-hmm. After that, there's even a tack ID. So you need to know the parts of rough stock tack as well as tack that you put onto your horse. So it's just a very wide variety, and this is in front of anyone that would like to come to the luncheon can come watch this. Oh, wow. After that, we even have personal interviews. We mm-hmm. have a written test, which most people don't know about. Mm-hmm. We, have, we actually had two broadcasted interviews last year, and then we have Coronation Night. And this is where you give a speech in front of everyone at Reno Rodeo. You have yeah. to do onstage questions. There's a, even a fashion show. So there's a lot that goes into being Miss Reno Rodeo. Well, you know, I'm, I now I understand why there is not a Mr. Reno Rodeo. We couldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, that is really a, a, a big lineup of duties and functions that you have to do to be Miss Reno Rodeo. I bet you'll have a lot of applicants for 2023. How many do you think, how many people apply typically? So we had seven, and now we're down to three just because mm-hmm. life happens. Yep. And these three applicants will be competing on June 9th and June 10th. Okay, June 9th and June 10th, if you're interested in seeing the uh, application, uh, the, the applicants as they are competing for the Miss 2023 
Reno Rodeo. I want to talk to you about the big event that kicks off the Reno Rodeo event for this year, and that is the Reno Rodeo Parade. But we have to take a quick break. Can you hang on? Oh, absolutely. Okay, we'll be back with that and more after this. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start programs. Hi, my name is Brandi Dunbar and I've lived here in Reno my entire life. I've worked for child care for the last 17 years and I just started working here at CSA about a year ago and I absolutely love it. Here at CSA, teachers have more time to plan, more time to teach, and more time to play. Call 786-6023. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. After celebrating more than 100 years of Reno Rodeo, the unprecedented uh, lockdowns, everything that we've gone through, all the challenges, brings us to today, 2022, and the upcoming Reno Rodeo. I am so much looking forward to it. One of the things that people really look forward to kicking off the rodeo is the Reno Rodeo Parade. I see all kinds of people coming into town, all kinds of horse trailers. Um, you get that wonderful smell of horses and cows in the air. And it's just a fantastic thing to think about how much people are enjoying living in northern Nevada. With us to talk to us about that today is the 2022 Miss Reno Rodeo and I'm so glad you're here with us today, Ms. Hill. I love your last name. Oh, thank you. In fact, I love it so much, I married a woman with the last name of Hill. <laughs> you know, Sherry Hill. And yes. yeah, Kylie, I just love what you do. And it's it's just wonderful to have you here. And I know you're so uh, busy, a lot of demands on your time as we approach Serena Rodeo. So thank you, first of all, for being with us today. I'm really enjoying having you on the show. Absolutely. It's been awesome. We were talking about the big kickoff, which is the Reno Rodeo parade for 2022. Can you tell us a little bit about how that works? Oh, the parade is something that you do not want to miss. So make sure to bring your lawn chairs out and get a good spot because mm -hmm. it will get packed every single year that we do the parade. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And we will actually have visiting royalty coming in from other states to mm -hmm. be in this year's parade. But we will have almost everyone that can make it from Reno Rodeo coming into the parade on either horseback, chuck wagons, or floats. Uh-huh. And then we will also have other people in our community getting involved, such as police officers, firefighters, and anyone else who submits applications to be in our parade. It's so much fun to go to a rodeo parade. My hometown in a, is a small town in Colorado, and on the 4th of July, they always have the 
rodeo for the city. It's the, called the Brush Rodeo. And the big highlight for me, of course, is the parade. In farm country, we have about as many cows as we have tractors and horses. And it is just so much fun. Here in northern Nevada for the Reno Rodeo Parade, I believe there's somewhat of a cattle drive that's involved with that, too. Can you tell us about that? The cattle drive is something that you have never seen before. It is something so neat that people who are on the cattle drive will actually be coming in over the hills Mm -hmm. down onto our streets, like Sutro Street, into the Reno Rodeo Livestock Event Center. And they're driving cattle? Cattle, yes. And they're on this cattle drive for multiple days at a time. Uh And when they come into town, it's neat that everyone can come watch. Everyone on the streets can just watch all the cattle coming in, the chuck wagons, the horses, everybody. Yeah. When I was a young man, a little boy, I used to watch a TV show. You probably have never heard of it, but it was called um, Rawhide. And the show Rawhide was all about a cattle drive, people driving cattle from one part of the country to another and it would take days weeks to get through these cattle drives and you talk about hardships these folks have they had to defend themselves against attacks uh, from cattle thieves cattle barons uh, the wild uh, animals that were there uh, lions uh, mountain lions and so forth and just taking care of that herd uh, along with just getting them to move at a quick enough pace to where they get to their destination but a slow enough pace so that they don't lose all of their great product, the meat, right? Yes. You can't, you can't run a skinny cow, so they have to rest them enough, stop them often enough, give them water. It's, it's a big, big event uh, if you go back 100 years, 200 years. But even today at the Reno Rodeo, the cattle drive is huge. I heard that people register months in advance, years in advance, to even participate in the cattle drive. It's not open to just anybody. You have to get in line. There's a very long wait list, and Mm -hmm. it is years long. Years, yeah. (laughs) And I was lucky enough to go on the cattle drive for the last day last year, Uh and I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, was there by 4 in the morning, Uh and I got to push the cattle with them into the streets. And we actually, we ran into rattlesnakes and different things out there in the desert. Yeah. But I got to experience it from 4 a.m. We got on to the streets of Reno by 12. The cows, do they seem that they're, they're okay with that, walking from the ground and then get on the streets? They, they can handle that okay, I take it. They're pretty good. Yeah. You know, I'm in the advertising and marketing world, so we do a lot of marketing for all kinds of different companies. But people sometimes, they say to me, well, Peter, we know that you're good at advertising, but what do you think about branding? And I say to them, branding? Cows hate it. Do they really hate it? Do they really hate being branded, or is it just part of their life? It can't feel great. But the branding is very important for uh-huh. cowboys to know which cattle is theirs. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't think cows hurt when they're branded because I've been around a lot of branding operations. But just like getting a tattoo, and people mm-hmm. love to get tattoos nowadays, it probably hurts just a little bit. But I have a feeling that some of those cows, when they come up against other cows with other brands, they compare brands and say, hey, look <laughs> at my brand. What do you think of this one? Yeah, a nice brand is what they say. You know, nice ink. Yeah. Nice brand. I've seen some beautiful brands. Uh, and it's really the way that you identify one cow from one owner to another, right? That's really yes. the purpose of the brand. The Reno Rodeo is coming up fast. And tickets are the challenge. I thought, like in my little hometown, you can just show up, go to the counter, and get your tickets. But for the Reno Rodeo, because it's so big, really doesn't work that way, does it? 
oh no, we have almost every single night sold out right now. We only have about four nights that still have tickets. Uh-huh. And the only way to buy tickets is at renorodeo.com. If you're paying more than $30 for a ticket, do not buy it. It will be a scam. Well, you know, every seat in the house at the Reno Rodeo is a great seat. I have sat in all, all different parts of the stadium. And I'll tell you, it's just so much fun. Mostly because I like to walk around, too, Mm -hmm. and see the different areas, the different angles. Uh, But it is a great place to have fun, take the family. And it's really one of the best values in northern Nevada. When you're talking about a great event, I'm talking about the Reno Rodeo. It's coming up June 16th through the 25th. There's only 22 days and a few hours to go. So you'll want to get your tickets as fast as possible. Visit RenoRodeo.com. What What is your favorite event that you like, Kylie, when you go to the Reno Rodeo and you're there either as a spectator or participant? Is there any one event that you really especially look forward to? I really love the wild pony races. <laughs> wild pony races. Yes. So uh, are they really wild ponies or do they ride ponies like they're wild? No, these are wild, not very nice ponies. <laughs> and they actually load these ponies up into the chutes like any other rough stock. Uh-huh. And when this pony comes out, there's three little kids that have to grab onto the rope and hop onto the wild ponies down for as long as they can. Oh, my. That's so <laughs> funny. Well, my, I mentioned it earlier, but my favorite, really, as much as I love the bull riding, I like to watch mutton busting because that's where the kids get to participate and you never really know how many kids or which kids or which little boy, which little girl will hang on to those mutton when they run out of that chute. It is so much fun. Uh, more laughter than anything during the mutton busting. But when I see those little kids take off their helmet after they've hung on to that big hunk of fur, <laughs> hunk of wool as it's going through the stadium, um, it's just a real joy to see that. I've never seen anybody get hurt, thank God, in the Reno Rodeo, and hopefully this year will be safe and secure. A big part of that, of course, are the Rodeo Clowns. They'll be there as well. Yes. We actually have a new clown this year. His name is Dennis Halstead, and he is from Canada. So we're really excited to see Denny and see how he does this year. Oh, yeah. I've seen some really great previews at the Reno Rodeo website, renorodeo.com. And uh, these people are really talented. Artists is what they are. Athletes, definitely. And showmen and show women. I mean, my gosh, it's no wonder that the Reno Rodeo has a sellout crowd every year. And this year will be no different. And it all wraps up, of course, at night with those great fireworks that we get to enjoy. And good times for family, good times for friends, good times for fun. I'm glad you're with us today. Kylie, do you have any words of wisdom, any words of advice for anybody that's thinking about this year's rodeo? Absolutely get a ticket for at least one night at the Reno Rodeo. You will not regret it. And we actually have shuttle buses this year. So if you park at the GSR, there will be shuttles running from 4.30 to 12.30. Grand Sierra Resort is a place to park if you want to avoid the traffic. Yes. And have a more relaxed visit, travel to and from the Reno Rodeo Fairgrounds. I'm going to be there. Kylie, you're going to be there. I'm encouraging everybody to join us this year at the 2022 Reno Rodeo, right here 
in Reno, Nevada. Thank you for being with us today, Kylie. Absolutely, and I hope to see everyone at Reno Rodeo. Fantastic. We'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start programs. Hi, my name is Brandy Dunbar, and I've lived here in Reno my entire life. I've worked for child care for the last 17 years, and I just started working at CSA about a year ago, and I absolutely love it. Here at CSA, teachers have more time to plan, more time to teach, and more time to play. Call 786-6023. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Sarah Scatini from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors is my guest. Happy to have you here on the show today, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Looking at these stats, it's just amazing that there were 485 closed deals last month. And they were only take, it was only taking six days once those homes went for sale for them to get into contract. So there's a lot of demand. We talked earlier, too, about the list price received. So this is essentially where somebody, let's say, asks for $500,000 for a home. That's what it's for sale for. And if somebody comes in and says, yeah, I'll buy that for 500000 then the list price received is 100%. And you would think that essentially people would come and say, well, you know, you're asking $500, i will give you four eighty. Would you take four ninety five? I need five thousand for fix ups, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I remember in the old days it was pretty common. Sure. There was always a deal there, so people priced them so that they could negotiate down a little bit when they were selling their home. Sure, but it's not like that anymore. No, somebody puts a home for sale for five hundred thousand in Northern Nevada right now. The list price received percentage is one hundred and one per point four percent, almost two percent above. The price and Sarah, why would why would it happen? Why would somebody sell a home for more than what they even asked for it? That is our supply and demand. The demand is extremely high, and the supply is extremely low. So therefore, uh, people are you know going above list price right now. Um, to get into a property um, and some properties depending on area where how you know it just depends on you know each home is different but but it depends on what home has what and and how much over the asking price that that home is going to go we can pretty much guarantee right now that like you said you put a home on the market for five hundred thousand it's going to go probably you know if it's if it's, uh, um, uh, you know, like an awesome home that's priced well, but, you know, high demand in a different, you know, whatever area, um, that home is probably going to go for, you know, 515 520 easily. And the reason for that is not because the seller raises the price. No. It's because the buyers know there are a lot of other buyers in the market, and if they want to have a shot at buying this particular home, it probably would behoove them to offer just a little bit more than what the seller is asking because, let's face it, most other people are going to do that. People have wised up. So if you're out shopping for a $500,000 home, if that's your budget, I'm recommending you shop for a $490,000 home because you're probably going to need to offer a little bit more in order to get the deal done because there's a lot of competition out there. With only 485 closed sales in northern Nevada, we have a population of close to 400,000 people. So... There is a lot of demand for homes. Now, the other case, the other end of the spectrum, is if somebody puts up a home for sale and it can't sell. Why would a home be put up for sale that 
struggles to sell. Sarah, I think I, I found some answers. As I'm reading my national trades, I came across a story about how to sell to a particular audience. What it's like trying to sell a house with an unconventional feature. So there's this real estate agent in Brooklyn, New York, and he worked with a developer, and he really wanted his home to have a real artistic look. And so he thought about this home. It was kind of small. It's only 1,600 square feet. Uh, the primary bedroom, which had a, a suite, bat, little small in-suite bathroom, was on the second floor. And when he saw it, he thought, you know, it's, I really should put in a maybe a bathtub instead of a shower. And one thing led to another. He was thinking about it. He talked to some friends, and he got this crazy idea. He said, what if I made this whole room look bigger and the bathroom look bigger by instead of having a door into the bathroom that you can go in and close and have privacy, we'll knock out that wall. And we'll put in a glass wall with a glass door. And when he, when the real estate agent came back to see what the seller had done, uh, he was expecting to see again just a remodeled bathroom. He had no idea what he was going to look at. A see-through bathroom. <laughs> he went in one side of, in the bathroom, and the seller's in the other side just looking at him with his arms crossed. <laughs> He was all excited because he thought the real estate agent was really excited about this new, kind of a new wave kind of thing. Uh, the realtor said, um, you know, the realtor wanted to be nice, right, because this is his client. And he, his first reaction was, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> he said, you told me you had an artistic vision, but uh, you got to get this glass wall out. And the guy said, the seller said, are you crazy? I just paid all this money to put in this glass wall, these glass drawers to attract buyers. Well, because this client is a client, he did everything good to be nice. He wanted to say, I don't know what you're smoking. <laughs> but instead he said, I don't know if your buyers are going to share your vision. Well, guess what? It took four months to sell that home with a glass bathroom. And you wonder why, right? You look at all the angles and, and you know, the thought is, well, maybe it's kind of European. Uh, but most buyers, they had they got turned off. And we had one guy come in and look at the house. He didn't know it had a seats or bathroom. And this guy said to to the realtor, he said, listen, I don't my, want my wife looking at me when I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> it was, it's true. Isn't that true? <laughs> so many people went through the house over those four months. I think there were about 80 people that looked at this house. Can you imagine four months to sell a house? Oh. 80 people. And the, finally, the seller was finally getting uh, frustrated, you know, and he kept showing people all the spreadsheets of the money he'd spent, all the deals he had going, and yet those deals couldn't happen because of the see-through bathroom. Finally, finally, one person came in from the whole planet, it had to be an alien, I think, <laughs> who actually had the same vision. She was an artist, a single mother with a baby. And she said, you know what, this house and especially this bathroom is everything that I was looking for, everything. He said, what do you mean? He says, well, you can see the bathroom is a glass bathroom. And when I go to the bathroom, I can still see my baby in the bedroom. How convenient. She loved it. And what a deal. And at the closing, the seller said to the realtor, see, I told you it would sell. Yes, <laughs> it will definitely sell. <laughs> um, and it just takes that right buyer, right? And, and that that buyer of the lady with the baby, um, she that worked for her because of her needs. Yeah. And so um, not and and you're and 
and you're right that not everyone um, has the same vision, mm-hmm. and, and it may not work for everyone. It will work for that one buyer, right? Yeah. It something will happen. Um, it's just a matter of time, and um, something you know, homes that have unique features in them, such as a see-through bathroom, uh, definitely, you know, it, it may take, it's not off the market in, in no time flat. Mm-hmm. It's, it may take a little bit longer to sell. Um, it may have, it may have taken a few, um, price reductions or something like that mm-hmm. in order to get it to sell. It's just, you know, at, you know, it's going to have to go to a, a, you know, a special buyer, uh, like this lady who was, all good with it. Um, but realistically, realistically, if somebody has a see-through bathroom right now and they're looking to sell that home here in northern Nevada, what would be your recommendation to them? Do they maybe remodel it, put a real wall, a real door in it? Or should you start marketing see-through bathroom available yeah. now? I mean, what would, be the, what would really be the best way to sell a home like that? I think um, maybe pricing. Well, definitely pricing is awesome. Yeah. Like you have to take into uh, pricing into consideration. And I think, um, maybe you would say, you know, this again, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, this is going to take, this is not a, um, a feature that every, that will work for everyone. Um, however, you know, with time, patience and, and pricing properly, we can get you, you know, we'll, we'll get it sold for you, but just want to, set your expectations up front uh-huh. uh, that this, you know, may take a moment. I I would also say that, you know, it, to make something look bigger in a small area, mm-hmm. um, add a mirror. Add a mirror. <laughs> add oh, a mirror. Mirror. Of the Mirrors are, yeah, instead of doing a see-through bathroom or a see-through something, I would, you know, adding a big mirror in somewhere will absolutely open up some, it makes it feel bigger and look bigger. So, And I'm a great idea, man. Personally, I would have said to that seller, Put up some vertical blinds. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. that way you can keep your glass, keep your seats. I see, you like don't a want curtain to I'm going to the something. bathroom and close the blinds. Yes. <laughs> hey, here's another story. Same, same state. For some reason, this is crazy in New York, right? So there was a small home that was built in the 60s. And finally, in, in the past in a couple of years, this guy wanted to sell his home. It turned out that this guy was an animal lover. And so when the realtor went out to see it, he thought he was going to see something like, you know, uh, a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home. And he said, well, it wasn't exactly, when he explained it to his boss, he said, it wasn't like the lifestyles of the rich and famous, but it really did have a lot of different features. Problem is, when I looked at some of the features more carefully, like some of the walls, I noticed that some of the things were actually moving. Come to find out, there was more than one cat in the house. There were a total of 27 cats. Oh. And this whole house was devoted to his cats. There were cats on shelves, cats uh, on cat towers, cats on a four-foot level, cats on an eight-foot level. A couple of cabinets in the kitchen were strictly devoted to the cats. The cats were sleeping with the dishes. Oh. The lady who was selling them said, she said, I rescue cats. She had 27 cats and one dog. Oh, my goodness. That poor dog. I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, the realtor said he could see that there was... Something going on in the backyard, too. He looked out the window, and there was a huge cage with multi-level boxes inside, completely covered with chicken wire, and it was about as big as the house. There were tunnels extending from the inside of the house to this outdoor room with cats scooting in and out of the tunnels. Can you believe it? It was a cat circuit. 
Cats going in and out of the basement through one 20-foot tunnel to the outdoor room back from the other tunnel. It was a, like a giant habit trail. Oh, my goodness. Some people thought it was a little too strange. And it was only selling for $300,000. It was the cheapest house on the market. So guess what? It took months again. A house like this, it was rare in the way that it looked and the way that it was priced. Now, homes were selling for about 500000 in that area. So maybe the lady knew it would be a tough sell. Well, the house is still there. The habit trail is gone. The house is now worth, get this, three times what it sold for. Oh, goodness. And it's not a cat lover that moved in. So you can bet they had to do a lot of remodel and it took a lot of time. But there you go. One more example of a tough, tough sell. So if you really love cats, do you have to go that far, Sarah? 27? Uh, I don't. I Well, and I'm a dog lover. <laughs> so, um, but... Uh, yeah, no, I did, uh, 27 cats. That's a lot of cats. And I, I and that's an, you know, uh, the agent who helped um uh that seller out right there, um, you know, by pricing it a little bit lower, mm-hmm. again, knowing that, you know, this is going to be a tough sell for a buyer. A buyer's going to have to come in yeah. and um you know, and if it's not a cat lover buyer, then uh, they're going to have to come in and, and, you know, do some work on the property. And you have to take that into consideration as well as a seller with something that, the, you know, with a home that they're trying to sell that's not quite the typical, right? Mm. So um, you have to pivot, shift, and pivot and shift uh, as buyers or sellers and, um, and, and go in, you know, just knowing. I think it's so important, both buying and selling, to be working with a realtor that can help set the expectations of what your needs are. So basically, it sounds to me like a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage or a, whatever the size is. If it's a typical type of home, it's obviously going to sell a lot faster because you have a bigger range of buyers. Sure. If you have a home that's highly customized in any way, shape, or form, it's going to take more time because you have to find that specific buyer, that buyer that's looking for that property that is unique in its own way and that is looking for that unconventional feature maybe Mm -hmm. that you don't find everywhere Mm -hmm. else. Yes. So if you're looking to sell a home, talk to a real estate professional. If you haven't yet talked to your real estate professional, I suggest you try to make it as home buyer friendly as possible. That means it's a typical home, not any outrageous features that only a small market of buyers will be looking for, but something that maybe would have a more broad-based appeal. Good idea, sir? Great idea. All right. Well, I'm going to get rid of my cats, all 27 <laughs> of them. Maybe cut down to one, get rid of that glass bathroom, <laughs> and then my home will be easy to sell. Sir, I want to talk a little bit more about the real estate market and about how interest rates are looming on the housing market, not only across the country. We have to take a break. Please hang on. We'll be back after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. 
That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start programs. Hi, my name is Alyssa. I am new to Community Services Agency of Reno. I have a great teaching career at Head Start and Early Head Start, and I just absolutely love working here. Call 775-786-6023 or visit the website csareno.org. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I was talking to my lovely co-worker, Sherry Hill at Sage International, about the world of investment property. Like with... Uh, Real estate for home buyers and home sellers, primary residences, uh, people want to buy and sell all the time. But typically, even more so when it comes to investment property, it's about the timing because you buy investment property because of the economic impact on your life, your family's life, your company's life. Investment property is about buying and selling at the right time. I was recently reading a special report from a publication called the 1031 Times. You know, we're talking about the 1031 exchange. Historically speaking, independent real estate investors hold their real estate for the long term. And many times through bumpy times, through good times, challenging times, they're always looking to achieve asset appreciation and long-term wealth. When it comes to the 1031, it means about selling property and then buying property with those proceeds of a similar kind so that you don't have to pay big taxes on the gains. A lot of people think that when you do a 1031 exchange, you have to sell a property and then buy a property that's exactly the same price or the exactly the same investment type. And that is not the case. The 1031 exchange and tax deferral program is a great thing to know about if you're a real estate investor, whether you're just getting started or You've got a lot of years behind you in the world of real estate investing. The 1031 Exchange, it's a proven effective strategy for today's investment challenges when in the world of real estate. And everything I'm reading about in this special report says that now, today, May of 2022, is a great time to sell investment property. I was wondering about that. Why would that be? Well, you know, the economy seems to be coming back. People are getting back out of their caves, <laughs> holes, yeah. and into the workplace, going shopping again. Investment properties are really starting to take off. However, there are challenges in the in the future. We have a war on the other side of the country or on the other side of the world, and we have a lot of political turmoil going on. And this might be a good time to take advantage of these great values. I mean, we're seeing all-time high values in primary residence. The same is true in the world of investment property. Sarah Scatini is with me, 2022 president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Sarah, I bet a lot of the real estate transactions that the association handles with their many agents are investment property. Yes, there's a ton of um, real estate investors out there that even if it's like one house or, you one know, condo. one condo or yeah. something, you know, and or you're just getting, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say in, in getting started, you know, just getting your foot in the door and figuring out. Um, you know, what works for you and how to go about it and whatnot. Um, but then, you know, there's also the investors out there that do it 
that's what they do. Yeah. They day in, day out. Um, uh, it it's all it's dealing with an investor is different than dealing with a normal buyer seller. Yeah. Um, it, and I say normal as in you know traditional. Um, you know, buy, sell property. Um, the investor's less emotional. Um, sometimes you can pull out those emotions mm-hmm. um, w- when buying or selling. Um, the investor is pretty not emotional. So <laughs> it's like about the numbers and about what they're going to um, get or purchase a property for. So um, it, we do do a lot of real estate transactions with investors. And you know, I got to tell you, Sarah, I used to think that too. And I think that was the case where investment property takes out a lot of the emotion. Some people used to, even used to say there's no emotion, but I'm very emotional about my money. And I think a lot of investors nowadays are especially emotional about their money as well. But the fact is, so many people are moving to northern Nevada. There are so few homes available for sale, such a short amount of supply, just over a month, that a lot of people, you know, when they can't buy a home, what do they do? They rent. Rent. Mm -hmm. So investors know that. And so knowing that there are so many renters coming into northern Nevada, people that can't buy homes for whatever reason, I would suspect that some people who are looking to buy homes, maybe it's their second or third home in their life, instead of selling that first home, are many of them choosing to rent that home instead? Yes. Along with home values up in um, areas right now, so are rental uh, prices. Yeah, you rents know, are going and, up and rents are high as well. Mm-hmm. And so they may not be able, uh, ready to um, sell the property right now, but they say, hey, we'll hang on to it and we'll rent it out because mm-hmm. we're going to take a different step in a different direction. And knowing that, how, like I said, housing is a must in real estate is a constant in any area, any market. You know, people always need to buy sell or rent. And so they need a roof over their head. So um, it's a constant in any market. So, um, you know, a lot of people are are taking advantage of um, having a rental and, you know, renting it out at the top market rental value as well. Which is a typical rent system in northern Nevada. I know rents have gone up tremendously because so many people have discovered northern Nevada. And if there aren't homes to buy and you're coming here anyway, you got a new job, you have family here, what else are you going to do? You have to look at the rental market. And I know it's got to be a little bit, oh, deflating for people who come here thinking they're going to buy a home and they can't right away or they, they realize they can't either afford it or can't find a home. But, you know, you've got to set your roots someplace. And many times I think, Sarah, that in order to be a good homeowner, you really have to first be a good home renter. I think a lot of people, and I've seen this with uh, a lot of new buyers, they really don't know how to take care of a home. They really don't know about the expenses and the time involved in managing home ownership. If you've never rented a home and know how to take care of your home and and keep it clean, keep it tidy, keep it in order, uh, you're going to struggle if you're buying your home for the first time without that, having that kind of experience. So I'm encouraging people who are feeling like they're forced to rent because they can't buy right now, to use that to your advantage. Use that as an opportunity to learn, to study the market, to look how your landlord runs his business. Because let's face it, wouldn't you rather be a landlord than a tenant? Yes. Sure. Everybody would rather <laughs> do that, right? Yeah. Because then you have control. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the beauties 
of home ownership. Your home is your castle against higher prices for buying homes because once you buy a home, you're in. Once you get your mortgage and you get a fixed rate, you're in. And as mortgage rates keep going up, well, your payment's not going to go up because you've already got a fixed mortgage. Now, there are some people that have adjustables, but for the most part, a fixed mortgage is going to guarantee you that you have a hedge against inflation because once you have have the ability to manage that payment, it's not going to go up unless something tragic happens in the economic world. Your home is your castle against rising inflation. That's what it says on this publication I'm reading today. That's a pretty good way to look at it, isn't it? Agreed. Yes, absolutely. Sarah, we have just a few minutes on our radio show. Any advice you give to our listeners who are thinking about buying, selling a home, doing a real estate deal in northern Nevada? I think that um, I'm going to continue with uh, what I've been saying pretty much monthly is uh, just continue um, to be patient, uh, whether buying or selling in this market, and um, definitely get with a realtor, real estate professional to um, be able to help guide you through this very tricky market. Um, It is still... Um, a strong market. We are still doing well, um, but we are going to see a shift. I see I see it in my crystal ball in the latter part of this year. There's going to be, with continuing um, interest rates that are rising and, um, and uh, properties that are moving on and off the market very quickly, um, but I do think that there is going to be a shift in the, in the latter part of this year. And so you'll want a good realtor on your side to help you through this tricky market. Sarah Scatini is a real estate professional at REMAX Real Estate Professionals. She's also the 2022 president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Sarah, if somebody needs to reach you, what's the best way? You can get, uh, you can call me directly at 775-544-5412. That's my cell phone and direct way to reach me. Um, you can also reach out to the association for a realtor roster at 775-823-8800. And Sarah, we'll put your contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Make it easy for people to, th- to find you. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. want to thank our listeners for tuning in. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Tell your friends and your family to tune in too. Then they can make a great deal when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. Call 1-800-254-5779. 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com.